0: One of the spiritual masters of our last century was a convert to the faith. Lived a rather raucous life early on, and then discovered that he was lost and didn't know really what the meaning and direction of his life should be. Eventually, he went to a monastery, made a retreat, and then became a Catholic eventually entered into that monastery, became a Trappist monk. To the monks, he was known as Father Lewis. To the world, he was known as Thomas Merton. And the story of his conversion became a bestseller, Seven Story Mountain. Wrote a number of other things that many people found most helpful to deepen their understanding of their life with God. One of the things that he said always caught my attention and uh, has always been a a very fundamental principle that I've tried to help with uh, people who come to me for spiritual direction. And it's actually very simple, though it's probably the most challenging um, aspect of our lives. And he said this, very simple, until you get the being right you will never get the doing right. You will be confused and lost and not know what the heck your life really is all about unless you get the being right. Well, what did he mean by that? The same thing that God the Father meant by that when he spoke at the time of Jesus' baptism. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That has nothing to do with doing and all about being. How do we know that? Well, fairly simple. We have just celebrated the beginnings of the life of Christ, going through, in a certain sense, if you will, his hidden life, Uh, the many years before this moment that we celebrate today as the conclusion of our Christmas cycle, the baptism of the Lord. But what has been happening in those more or less 30 years that we know so little about? Jesus has not been doing anything very impressive in terms of the world. Been a quiet guy living in a little town, mainly known as the carpenter's kid. Doing daily work, living in a little family, being very observant as a Jew. But that's about it. Nothing very impressive. Ain't nobody running to Nazareth. Ooh, Jesus. Let's go meet him. Let's talk to him. He's got something. Not yet. Oh, the baptism will kick that off. That's what we're celebrating. We're beginning to launch into those three intensive years if everybody's gonna hear about this guy. But not yet. Quiet, simple, daily life. But the Father says, that's been wonderful. This is very good because you've been living out of the being, out of the depthful understanding who he really is. It doesn't matter what other people think, he knows. He belongs to the Father. We, heard, we saw a little glimpse of that in the Christmas cycle when Jesus is supposedly lost for three days after the family goes to the Passover and um, he stays behind. Mary and Joseph are moving on and thinking he's with the, the group as they are traveling, and then, uh-oh, he's not with them. When they find him in the temple, what does he say? Didn't you know I would have to be about my father's business? His, his orientation for my life? I belong to him. Oh, yeah, I belong to you, too, without a doubt. And he is very... Again, open to going back home with them for the rest of, again, the 18 years since that moment, living that simple life. But he knew who he was already, my father, not Joseph. Oh, Joseph was a human father, yes, in the sense of taking the role of the father, but he knew his whole life was about God, not simply about human beings that too. He came to be one with us, one of us. So it's a both and, once again, this perfect balance and amazing mystery. And so when the Father says, in you I am well pleased, it's very clear. It has nothing to do about, boy, oh, I'm sure glad you made some nice tables glad you helped to build people's houses or that other building or whatever, you know, he was doing as a tradesman. Might have been doing excellent work, but that wasn't the point. No, you've been who you're supposed to be, faithful to me. You know that everything you've been doing somehow has a place and eventually it will become much more clear, much more known. So he welcomed this time of preparation If you will to this moment that will launch the public ministry. Well he got it right. (laughs) Jesus was living out of the being more than the doing. One of the biggest problems in our day and time is precisely this. People don't know who they are, really deeply. Again it has nothing to do with the other human beings. What family we belong to, what culture we belong to, what language we speak, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. what political party we belong to, eh, that's all secondary. It's Nothing to do with our being, ultimately. What's our identity? We, like Jesus, belong to God. You're baptized, right? Happy feast day. Who we are, are the beloveds of God. It doesn't matter what other people think, whatever they say. They may contradict that many times. They may evaluate us very differently than that. If we're not rooted in that deepest truth, we belong to God, everything about our life has to do with God, not about us. It's not our story, it's God's story. We have a part in it, of course. But if we don't get that right, we're gonna be in a mess. Hello, we're in a mess. Matthew Kelly has that little book, Life is Messy. He says it very well. We're all broken, we're all messy. Why did Jesus come? Because of that fact. We've forgotten who we are, who we really belong to. And so it's reinforced for us every year, actually three times. Because at the Easter celebration, you will probably remember, that we do a blessing of baptismal waters. We have the baptisms of adults who come into the church at that time and everyone renews their baptismal promises, which is very simple. It's a rejection of the devil, of evil, which is the distorted image of who we are. Sin is just that. It's not the truth of who we are, It's the distortion of who we are. We go away from God as if we can live without him. We can be on our own, Uh uh-oh, deadly, messy, not good. And so we reject that and we have to keep rejecting it because that lie is always gonna be proposed to us every day. What you do is what matters, not who you are. Oh really, who says that? Not God. How we, you know, perform is not God's question mark. Do you belong to me? Do you come back to me when you forget? (laughs) That's the key. We are one with him, meant to be with him forever. So we're preparing for heaven, not for retirement (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) And so we renew our baptismal promises. The second time the church gives us to be mindful of who we really are is today. We remember the baptism of Jesus. Jesus didn't need to be baptized, it's very clear. He's sinless, he's not away from God at all. So why does he do that? Well, to to show us, he's one with us, he accepts the truth that humans need this to be, be mindful, to receive this word, this living word. So it's for our sake that he does this, to identify himself completely with us, though he doesn't really need it. But he shows us this is good. We, all of us do need to hear that word, that truth, to pierce the darkness. The third time that we have an opportunity, of course, to remember this is the anniversary of our own personal baptisms. I'm afraid that I meet too many Catholics who don't know the date. I didn't know it for a long time either. <laughs> Shamefully, I say that. Um, we should remember our baptism dates even more than our birthdays. Wanna know why? Very simple. Our birthdays have to do with our earthly time here. Our baptisms have to do with everything after. (laughs) Eternal life. I think that's a little important. (laughs) So we don't celebrate that day, we're missing an opportunity to remember who in the heck we really are. Oh yeah, we're human beings, that's our birthday. That's good. Baptism, adopted children of God, like Jesus. We belong to the Holy Family, to the family of the Trinity, the inner core of God. This is amazing, astounding. Nobody can claim that for themselves, but Jesus has given it to us. It's a great blessing, great gift. And so if you don't know your baptismal date, Find out what it is and start celebrating it. And if your godparents haven't been reminding you, tell them to start doing it because that's probably their most important role in your life because that's why they have the role. (laughs) It's baptismal. That's what it's related to. And if you have godchildren and you're not reminding them when their baptism day is, uh, get on the board. Start doing it. Ever since I became a godfather the first time, I knew that's part of my job. <laughs> Help him to remember that crucial day that changes everything in us because our identity is formed there. So we celebrate in a very wonderful way who we really are in Christ on this day. Because of that, uh, and it's interesting to me that that uh, for some reason, uh, have to research this Um, we always renew our baptismal promises at Easter we can't of course celebrate everybody's individual baptism when you come to to mass Uh, but we could do that today we could renew our baptismal promises but the church doesn't call for that Uh, we could but we don't we're not mandated to do it like we are on Easter and I was kind of wondering about that a little bit and I'm thinking well you know maybe What the church is basically asking us to do is to pay attention to the fact that we are renewing our baptismal promises every time we come to Mass. Every time you dip your hand in the holy water, the blessed water, the baptismal waters, and cross yourself, (laughs) uh, baptism, (laughs) that's exactly what it is, it's a renewal of baptism. Every time we begin the Mass, we Reject Satan and all his promises. How do we do that? In the penitential act. I confess to Almighty God, uh, I need help. (laughs) The booger got me again. (laughs) I fell. I've not been like Jesus enough, (laughs) etc. And so we repent of our sins. That's the first part of the baptismal promises. And the second part is profession of faith. So every time we proclaim the creed, we are renewing our baptismal faith. And so as a way to highlight that today, instead of using the Nicene Creed that we typically use, we're going to use the Apostles Creed, kind of the earlier form of it, a little more simplified, a little more you know, kind of direct, if you will. And we'll use that, and hopefully we'll be more mindful as we profess our faith this day.